All right, welcome back to Leafs fans in hostile lands. We are here to only talk about Kodak Black. The entire podcast <laughs> is going to be about that guy, and I cannot wait. And I am so excited about it. We're going to start a new segment called How to Shag Your Honey at an NHL Game. And we're going to combine it with one of our favorite segments, Talk with Wife. Welcome, my wife, Max. Hey, Max. Hi. Hey, Max. Hi there. How's it going? Good, good. We brought her on at the perfect time because she is my honey. <laughs> so we're just trying to get some ideas from the fans, you know, for our first NHL oh, game together. We're not. We're not. Now, no. But I, I have seen a couple sleep together with each other at a hockey game, but that was a Sens Leafs game, and they literally fell asleep in the seats beside me. So the thing right. is a little bit different for us. So you were there. That's right. It was you <laughs> and like, me, Craig. I don't remember. I've been I to a lot of hockey games. I still have that picture. <laughs> but just to start off and be really, really funny, if you didn't already know, because I know it's last week old news, Kodak Black, who I didn't even know was, is he a rapper? I don't know. I think so. Yeah, it sounds cool. He is a rapper. He was, he was doing something naughty with, with a woman. I don't know if it's his wife or his, his honey. At a Panthers game, like right beside the executive. So we're going to go over the do's and don'ts if you want to try to get away with that at a game. So I'm going to start off. Don't do it out in the open. There was like a little bar (laughs) right beside it. You could have just gone with the bar. Max, you got a do or don't for this one? I don't know, because I know that there was a bar there, but I think if it is, in fact, what they were doing, I think that. They did it there so everyone could see. So, uh, I would I would just say like, I mean, I guess to live your best life, but that's not something I would do. <laughs> I think that's what he was really trying to do. However, I think he did pick the correct arena to do it. He, he did yeah. it at a Panthers game. Yeah. So, and was Panthers leaps. Just to add one of those do's because we've had a few don'ts. As if you're gonna do it in the public eye. Make sure you're thrust into the music. And he nailed that one. <laughs> so I was going to say, I've got, a, I've got a don't. I learned this one from uh, Winnie the Pooh. Now, I'm assuming Kodak is some sort of bear. Um, so don't get your head stuck in the honey jar when you're doing this. Yeah. Don't get it stuck in the honey. <laughs> Dirty bird. Like Winnie the Pooh. I don't remember him being part of the shagging or something. My God. Okay, so join us next time for more on how to shag your honey at an NHL game. (laughs) But our real segment with Talk With Wife is going to be a little bit of trivia on NHL nicknames. Max, what what is your capacity for hockey in the NHL? Are you a big fan? I mean, I've been to a couple of games, but I think the extent of my knowledge as far as hockey goes is probably... Whatever it is you're screaming at the television <laughs> while you are watching games. That's perfect. Um, but, so she knows so, fucking refs. Right. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Hall. So, and yeah, I, I don't suspect that I will be uh, scoring very high on this, but you know, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> and you used to be a hostile lands employee, yes? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, th- this was in another lifetime, but yes. <laughs> Before our mariage. Yes, exactly. Well before, well before. You should take the bus out to Canada. What yeah. a what a trek. It was a treat. Okay, gentlemen. That's a haul, for sure. We're going to do a quiz, and it's going to be on Kahoot. B- 
because I'm a high school teacher. <laughs> and unlike most of my students, everyone picked an appropriate name <laughs> and and their name uh, if I call Ish. my wife wife. Yeah. <laughs> so we have Dan Craig and wife. Uh, just so everyone knows, we're doing nicknames for the NHL, and this can be nicknames of teams and hmm. players. Okay, so we have okay, we have okay. a mix here. Here we go. NHL nicknames. I'm gonna narrate the whole thing because this is a an audio form of listening and <laughs> stuff. First name is Bruno Marns. Which player <laughs> out of the big four is Bruno Marns? Still definitely Marazic. On answer. Yeah, definitely Peter Marazic. Still waiting on one answer. Well, oh I'm trying God. to. How do I answer this? Sorry. On your phone. Oh God! Right. Of course. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yep. Welcome. Yep. Yep. We. There's the old guy. <gasps> I got it. Max got it. <laughs> Mitch Marner. Very good. What is technology? We are all in our 30s, and we did not have this when we were in school. Max isn't in her 30s. Never mind. That was an insult. I'm so sorry, my wife. <laughs> Approaching, but not quite. Yeah. Oh, and she was the fastest, too. So, I, I, I was looking for the word. I'm like, oh, wait, I need to match symbols. <laughs> well, Craig, I was looking on my screen, so I yes, didn't look yeah. at the phone. So. <laughs> Don't worry. When I do this with my students, they, they create bots. And then the bots just do random stuff, and it's it sucks. Kids these days are far too smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, Poppy. Next next nickname is Poppy. Who's it gonna be? Mine's not coming up. There we go. There we go. Oh, one person got it wrong. Who said John Tavares? Hola, Poppy. I I went towards Matthews and hit Tavares and said, "Oh my God, wife." Still in the lead. Well done. Nice. I think I remember them calling him that in like that uh, Amazon thing. Oh, yeah. Spider. Who's the spider? Jason Spezza, Rasmus Sandin, Wayne Simmons, or TJ Brody? Who's the spider? And just so everyone knows, I have put a picture of TJ Brody on the screen with one of his awesome stick saves. Yeah, but by the way, you guys have 30 seconds. Are you throwing us off or are you. Who knows? Oh, oh, we have three hey, different answers. Hey, go, one picks Spezza, one picks Sandine, and one picks Simmons. All because they start with S, I guess. And yep. it was Craig who got the answer. He's darn, on a streak. Darn, and I, I, I think it was Wayne Simmons because they call him Spider Monkey. He had long arms, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Speaking of those long arms, look at that punch. Huge Beautiful. punch to Jordy Ben's yep. face. Yeah, that's, that's fun to the see. spider. Okay, next question here. Next question. Mm -hmm, there are mm -hmm. 10 questions, by the way. The Buds. Bud, the Buds. Which NHL team is the Buds? The Bruins, the Sabres, the Columbus Blue Jackets, or the Toronto Maple Leafs? The Buds. Isn't it Max, Montreal? It is. Oh, my God. I, have I no don't idea. see Montreal here. Oh, I'm not sure if hey, you got that one. Look at that. Max, did you pick no, the Bruins? I didn't. Yeah, I did. I picked Ooh, the Bruins. The I didn't Bruins. pick the Leafs. I've never heard the Leafs called it the Buds. It is the Leafs. I don't know why. Does anybody know why? Because Leafs come out of Buds. Right, because Maple Leafs come out of Because it's, it's a plant. Yes. It's a plant thing. It's a plant thing. Okay, well, I've never heard you call them that, so. I don't think okay. I ever. I think that's an old yeah, thing. I don't I think call it's them a boomer that thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel as bad. <laughs> okay, here we go. Craig's on a four, four answer streak. Correct answer streak. I should pick up my The phone. Slugs. Which team is the Slugs? Oh, my gosh. The Kraken, the Buffalo Sabres, the Minnesota Wild, or the Edmonton Oilers? Which are the Slugs? 
Are they from the ocean slugs? Are they from oh, the... Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, you picked the oilers. That makes sense. The, the slugs are oily. I, well, I figured Seattle was too new to have, like, a popular nickname. That's, That's good true. thinking. That was my it's, only form of uh, deduction there. No, but that's Kyle, isn't they have that's one good. Yet. Isn't it the buffalo slugs? The buffalo slugs. The, the yes. buffalo slugs. I mean, they make sense. Yeah. Oh, Maybe because they suck. But there. also on the screen, Max. Yeah. The 1996 to 2006 logo. Yeah. Does that look like a slug? No, it's the one below it. Oh, is it this that's, one? It's that one. That yeah. One looks like a that's oh, the, buff- the yellow that's one. That's the buffalo slug. I, for some reason, I thought it was the the red. Well, and... they kind of have the a similar shape, but the yellow one is more of a slug. Shape. That's it's like true. a really that's aggressive true. slug. Yeah. Now, the only way I can assume they have anything to do with the sabers is because that's what it used to cut off the head of the buffalo. Because there's mm-hmm. no saber anywhere in either of those logos. Right. Right. <laughs> I assume that's only. And that's, we have a. We have a buffalo head here, cut from a <laughs> saber. So obviously when they tried new things, it didn't go so well. So they went right back to uh, what it used to be. Which I like. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys ready for the next question? We. Oui. Okay, I think it's another team one. I can't remember exactly. I made it this afternoon. Okay. The fish sticks. <laughs> Which team is the fish sticks? Oh, I know the fish sticks. You, there they do are. Do you like fish sticks? Oh, I think you like I, fish sticks in your I... mouth? I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, New York. Sorry, I forgot to mention the teams. Vancouver Canucks, Seattle Kraken, New York Islanders, or the San Jose Sharks? And we have three different answers. One picked the Canucks, one picked the Islanders, correct. Islanders is correct. And the San Jose Sharks. Max, which did you pick? I picked the Sharks because I was like, well, they probably eat fish sticks. (laughs) Yeah. Many, many fish fish sticks. Fish fish sticks with with an ST. Here we go. Back to players. The Rocket. Okay. If I get oh, this wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. Come on. You're going to be in trouble, I think. You if can, you get this you wrong. can yeah. divorce me. Connor McDavid, Andre Richard, Maurice Richard, or Wayne Gretzky. Everybody gets it right. Well done. Maurice Rocket Richard. Max is French, by the way. If you didn't know, I married a French woman from Northern Ontario, not Quebec. No. Definitely not Quebec. Sorry, <laughs> Quebecers, for that one. But Maurice Richard. Next one here is Pickles. Oh, I don't know if I know this one. I don't know. Oh, this one. I know this Jack one. Jack Campbell, <laughs> oh, I know Mark this Edward Vlasic, Eric Carlson, or Rick Pickle? What? Rick Pickle <laughs> is not a real person. <laughs> hey, you never know. It could be. Oh, it could be. No. <laughs> Max, did you pick Jack Campbell? Yeah, I did. What a wonderful mm, pickle uh, soup. Campbell. What a wonderful pickles. human. Classic I love pickle soup because of the pickles. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have picked up on that. Oh well. That's okay. Craig. A commanding He's lead. Running now. away with this yep. quiz. Running away with it. Next Nick have you missed Craig? The Big Smooth. They have. We've got Brendan Shanahan, Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, or Wayne Gretzky. Who's the big smooth? Mm. There's only one, one guy I there I don't know. know the nickname of, so <laughs> I'm guessing. Everybody got it right. I got it right. Hey. Brendan Shanahan, the big smooth. No idea that was a thing. <laughs> but he's a smooth looking character, the president of the Toronto Maple Leafs now. Okay, last question here. Last question. Who is Soup Dog? Jack Campbell. Campbell Ruff. Lindy Ruff. Campbell Ruff or Snoop Dog? I love it. I love it. Isn't that fun? Even everybody gets it. Jack Campbell. I've never heard Soup Dog before, but I like that. Yeah, I got that one from uh, their actual like video of uh, what their nicknames were. They actually put them up there. 
And uh, yeah, that's it. Well done with the quiz. Oh, NHL oh. nicknames. Who won? In third place, we had wife. I got, I got 50%. I passed. Five out of 10. Yep. Dan, a- <laughs> seven out of 10. And Craig, 10 out of 10. Well done. Wow. Well way done. To go, Thank you. Way to go. Yeah, way to go. Uh, Jack Campbell. <laughs> Max, are you a fan of Jack Campbell? Yes. You like Jack? Yeah, he's a good guy. Should we name our kid Jack? Should we? We could name our kid Jack. Are, okay. are, are you announcing something on the podcast? We're having a kid. <laughs> really? Like for you're... real, for real. This is for real. Really, oh, really, for real, for real? <laughs> yeah. Max is three months pregnant as of a couple days ago. Holy shit, congratulations. congratulations. Very excited. Look at the little baby. Very excited. Congratulations, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. No, we do that I little... didn't know how Kyle was going to transition into that. So. Well, I put Jack Campbell at the end, yeah, and the we end. were actually thinking Jack is a really cool male name, Jack yeah. Nurse. I love it. I like Jack Campbell Nurse, but that's, that's just me. That's a bit much. <laughs> Why don't you just name him Jack Campbell Hockey Player Nurse? Yeah. Just like Wait, we, well, you do have till after the playoffs to make a decision, so we will, we'll see how, true. how the spring true. goes. And yeah. 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 So July, end of July uh, this year. That's adding awesome. to the nurse family. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Exciting. Get ready Exciting. to not sleep ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, just, any uh, tips or tricks or uh, <laughs> there's no tricks. Just there's no tricks. Just sleep now and enjoy it and enjoy right. all your free time. <laughs> and then it's all gone. <laughs> and then it's all gone. We're excited. At least until three. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Max. Thank you. Bye, Bye baby Max. mama. Bye. Bye, Max. <laughs> Go, leaves. Go. Go, leaves. Go. Go. Go, leaves. Go. Well, that was a fun little thing with Max there and a fun little announcement. So let's get to the games this week. We're Very not quick do thing. A full, yeah. We've never had two guests on at the same time till now. Technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Clever. Yeah. I had yeah. to think about that one, Craig. I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Literally a second that's, ago. <laughs> that's 90% of what I say is can be responded with that. That's fair. Yeah. That's what the fair. fuck are you talking about? Okay. One Sorry. day we'll have, we'll have two living human guests physically in the space as opposed to one inside another. Hmm. And that takes us back to Kodak Black. One inside, another. <laughs> Bring it all the way back around. Like I said, that's it's all we're going to talk circle. about today. Yep. Okay. Leafs, hockey, three games. Yay, we had three games of hockey. Yay. Yep. Well, one is In postponed right now, but whatever. Yeah, tonight's We had, uh, who did we have? Vegas? Vegas. Uh, Shoot at win? Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Arizona, yeah, Arizona and St. Louis. Right. Lost Arizona, our... Nate, our newest Vesna goalie candidate, Vamelka. Isn't that incredible? Insane. Kid can play. Just nuts. But the main story of the past couple of games is how many goals are the Leafs going to go up and how quickly are they going to lose their lead? 4 1 to the Avs, and they lost it. 4 4, overtime, 5 4. 3 1 to Vegas. Lost it, 3-3, overtime. They won. Okay, fine. Blues, up 3-1. After going down 1-0, good response. And, oh my God, it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and 6-5. 
in overtime uh, to nope. finish things off. Re- nope. Re- nope. Finished in uh, regulation. Finished in regulation. Oh, in regulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank God. With a couple, two points. Couple, yeah, three minutes left or something, Mikhaev scored. There we go. So it back, back and forth. Um, gents, what's what's going on with the Leafs? Is it just a slump? Is it the same old Leafs losing these leads? Are they going through something physically, mentally, spiritually? What's what's happening? Somebody else talk for once. Craig. I think it's just showing, well, they've had some injuries. They've had some COVID protocols. Missing Marner, I think, has really been big for them. I know they had him for St. Louis and still happened. But having a couple shutdown guys going in late in the game really makes a difference. I, I think it's just between their heads. I think they just haven't played a lot of hockey in the last month. They are on the road with a, you know, one of their longer road trips. Their games they're supposed to be home have been postponed. They weren't even able to come back home and play a game. And it, the, the schedule is just very hectic. They've gotten used to playing every, every, every other night. And now it's, you know, you play a night, you're off for five, you play one or two, then you're off for four or five. I just don't think they can get a bit of a rhythm. That's my guess as kind of a semi uh, optimistic or they're just the same Leafs and they just keep blowing leads. I, I don't know. I, I hesitate to call it a slump. I mean, we won two of those three games, so that's a solid four points. I know one was a, a shootout, which was terrifying, but great. Um, but I would hesitate to call it a slump. I think this is the Leafs. I don't know. They have trouble showing up for 60 minutes. It it seems to be a kind mm-hmm. of a consistent yeah. problem with them is they they years score now. a ton of goals, which is great. Yeah, for like a year and a year and a half. Oh, five they score years. a ton of goals. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so lots of goals, lots of points, but they also allow that in the later half of the game. And it's kind of happened throughout the year, except the goal differentials have been a lot higher, so we haven't noticed it as much. But they'll they give up a lot of goals in the third period. If this is their mid-season slump that happened last year where they lost a whole bunch in a row, I'll take it. I'd rather see offense and production happen in a slump than not. So I hesitate to call it that, but if that's what it ends up becoming, if they can continue this pace of still having a good offense, then we'll see. It may be able to, uh, you know, right itself. See, what worries me, though, is that Certain teams, like, you know, a couple of years ago, we went, a win in any way is a good thing. And now yeah. Keith is starting to preach that win or lose, it's about how you play the game. And I don't think he likes the way that they are playing the game. I think he's liking them for 25, 30 minutes, but I don't think he's liking the way they're playing for 60. And if they continue to play like this going into the playoffs, we're going to be seeing the same thing we've seen over the last five seasons. They're going to leave in the first, they're going to maybe get a couple games up, but they're the other teams seem to find out how to play against them. And if they can't play in those high pressure moments and things like playing in Arizona, playing in St. Louis, those aren't high pressure moments yet. Somehow they still seem to blow the leads. So I'm not sure what it's going to be like coming into the playoffs. It, it makes me worried for the playoffs. Like, oh yeah. Seriously worried. If we can't play 60 minutes in the regular season, are we going to see that in the high intensity playoff rounds? Yeah. So is it, worse that they are losing their leads or is it good i guess as a comparison is it better that they are uh coming back and at least standing their ground after they after the game is tied so the avs game you know they lost it in in the overtime sure but vegas lost the lead 
one in uh, one in the shootout. The Blues lost the lead back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They ended up winning. I guess that kind of goes along with what Craig said, win any way you can. Or is it, you know, kind of a, a team loss if they didn't follow the system? I think it's the second one. Yeah, I agree. Like, if you go back to that Arizona game, Arizona will take a win any way they can. They got outshot three to one in that game and still their goalie stunned in their head and they won. To their coach, that's great. That is a win any way you can get it. Sure, why not? It's it is good for morale. They had a good night after that. I'm sure they, you know, the team was up. They I think they just beat Montreal again today, if I'm not mistaken. Um yep. I, Oh it, no, we yeah. set them on a pattern. Yeah, the uh, as they call it, the anti All Star game at the uh, Arizona <laughs> and uh, Montreal <laughs> that's today. So funny. But that that's great. That's great for Arizona. But for Toronto, I think they want to be seeing wins happening in the proper way. And by resting on their heels after they get up on a lead, that's not what Keith wants to be seeing. He said that as much over and over again in the in the all or nothing that I think he is he's unhappy about the way that they are holding on to those leads. OK, OK, uh, Dan, you might be able to help me with this one a little bit more because it's kind of stats based. And I've noticed since January and maybe even before that that the Leafs aren't giving up a lot of shots, as in Campbell's not getting a lot of shots, which means if he gets a goal on him, his save percentage goes down and my fantasy anxiety goes up, <laughs> which is why I'm noticing these things. But if we look at the Sens January, they played the Sens first, only 23 shots from the Sens. Then there was a gap of three games where Campbell really stood on his head, um, 30 shots from the Oilers, 49 from the Avs. That was where he really, really shone, uh, was shining, but they lost. And then 34 from Vegas. So lots of shots there, but only 18 from the Coyotes, and they lost. And then only 25 from the Blues, but there were five goals against. Does this mean lower shots? Does lower shots mean the defense is really good at preventing these shots? Or does that mean the defense is really bad because there's still lots of goals going in? Or does that mean the goalie is not so hot? Dan, what do you think about that? So. I, I want to break it down actually into these games because I think there's something going on in each of them that kind of explains what's going on. The the 23 from the Sens and the 30 from the Oilers, fine. Th those are normal score sh uh, shot counts. and <laughs> Normal score counts. Those are normal shot counts for a game. And, you know, win or lose, you're going to be okay with that. That's not necessarily uh, bad defense or uh, goalie issues. 90, uh, 49 shots from the Avalanche. That's super expected from Colorado. I mean, they are they have McKinnon. They have a lot of shots coming off that front, that top line, as we talked about. And I think that's a situation where the defense couldn't really keep up with their offense. They looked a little overpowered for throughout most of the game. So I think in that case, that was a defensive blunder. Um, Campbell had to play really, really well for that. You know. He he did a good job though. Uh, against Vegas, Vegas is a tricky team to play against because they also have a lot of offense. But that one for me, I think, was a actually a defense bad game. Um, we should have come ahead with the win on that straight out. Like there shouldn't have been overtime shootout any of that. The way that the Leafs were playing offensively certainly led to that. But then I think it was more of a defensive breakdown. And that was Mrazek in net? Or was that, that Campbell? That was Arizona, yeah. 
Arizona was Mrazek. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, Vegas though was Campbell, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So I mean, like Campbell played his best, but it just wasn't enough against Arizona. Eighteen shots. What do you expect from Arizona? Like they're not a high shooting team. They're not playing well this year or at all or last year. Like that's kind of what I expect. And I think in that case, we just got goalied. It was just a pure, simple case of getting goalied from the other team. It was a 2-1 game, I think, if memory serves. And yeah. yep. And uh, they score, Arizona scored early, and then they had one each in the third, I think. And so, yep. you know, I, I, I don't fault anybody there. Maybe the goalie. I think Mrazek could have um, held one of those back. But again, they were great shots. So, who okay, knows? Okay, so... The shots are more based on the opponent than on our defense or our goalie. Yeah, yeah pretty much is what, what I'm getting at. Like, I don't think our defense is bad. We have a couple of players um, that we're replacing, but I don't think, you know, it's a defensive breakdown. I think our goalies are solid. So I'm not necessarily worried if, unless okay. this trend continues long term. Craig, do you agree with uh, Dan's assessment of the shots? I, I think it is somewhat based on the team that we're playing, but. What I see is that the defense is coming from the strength of the offense. Like they say, the best de- defense is a good offense, especially in a game like you're, we're talking about uh, the Senators and let's say Arizona. Let's use those against two lower quality teams. They were so they had so many shots against or so many shots for and so few against because they spent so much time in the offensive zone. But that really shows how weak our defense is with that many goals going in on so few shots on things like that. So let's talk about, I'm going to go to the Arizona game. The first one, the puck where uh, Dezingle shot it over the net, bounced off the glass, came right back to him and he's able to slam it back in the net. That started with a Dermot giveaway and then nobody having Dezingle in front of the net twice. So it doesn't matter how much time you spend in the offensive zone, get all those shots. Sometimes you're going to get goalied, but if your defense is going to, Uh, turn the puck over and the other team, they capitalize so much more often on those little mistakes that Toronto makes, because when they make a little mistake, they seem to compound them into a big mistake. And that's where those teams are getting those goals. Now look at the Colorado game. It was high shots for both teams. That was just offense going both ways. The entire game, it was just all offense. Toronto was able to run with a team like that, but you did see a lot of Shots against the 49 shots that Toronto took against that's showing that their defense cannot keep the puck out of their zone. And then a play- team like Vegas, they don't even have their first star center yet. But again, they're getting a decent amount of shots against It's just showing that their defense as offensive as they are. They are not good enough to this point of getting the puck out the zone and transitioning it to get to the other end when they're playing against good teams. Are you worried for playoffs, Craig? Ah, uh, Yes. 100%. <laughs> Sounds like it. I, I'm counting down the days to when we trade for a top four defenseman because we need something. Because I don't feel comfortable going into playoffs again with the same decor we had last year. They didn't look bad for the beginning of the season, but they're really starting to show that if this team is serious about that last stand, last chance, as Dubas is saying, that this is all or nothing, this is the all or nothing season. And the Leafs need to do something yeah. big if they're going to go far. Because with this team as they are right now, I don't see them going to the finals. The forwards, yes. The forward group has never been better. I don't think the defensive group is comparable to Florida, Vegas, Tampa, Carolina, 
like those top teams they're just not in the same in the same boat right now if i may kyle craig you mentioned offense great defense not necessarily the greatest how do you feel about our goaltending going into the playoffs campbell i have no problems with him um Marazic, we've still only, he's only played five games he only allowed two against uh arizona and i don't think i'd put either of them really on him no that's fair just want to know uh, we talked about the Arizona game a little bit in that segment. Alex Galchenyuk, woo, we got to see him again. What a stud for the Leafs last year. Kind of a diamond in the rough. Played really well through the season, had a gaffe in the playoffs, and we lost. Very, uh, for at least a while, we were like, yeah, let's bring him back. Let's bring him back on a small deal. Let's see if he can develop. He seemed to really, really enjoy working with the Leafs. Now he's on the fourth line in Arizona. Fourth line, Arizona. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting that. (sighs) Did we dodge a bullet with him, or are you sticking to your gun saying he would have been good in Toronto? Dan? I mean, I I think he was good in Toronto, and I think maybe if he'd stayed with Toronto, he could have been good. But he's got four points right now so far in the season, but he is also playing for Arizona. So it's hard to say. I I mean, yes, obviously, I'm glad he's not on our team if he's producing four points in the season so far. But I think he played well on the Leafs, and I think he complimented the team nicely. Now, to be fair, he did have an assist in that game. So he has as many points in that game as any Leafs player did. So <laughs> now I, I think he's one of those players that can play really well with top-end talent. There are some guys that... They may not be the best player in the league, but they complement top-end talent really well. And I think Alex Kerfoot is one of those types. Um, like, on his own, he may not be able to drive a line, but he works really well with these top-end guys. And I think Galchenyuk is something like that. And Arizona just has no top-end talent. Who the hell is he going to bounce off of? They've got, what, Clayton Keller and Lawson Krause, I believe, on the... Like, who does he have to complement his abilities? Nothing. And... Nothing. He seemed like a fourth line player over the last six seasons, except for when he was playing with, you know, the big four. So I think, yes, we dodged a bullet, even though he probably would have done pretty well on the Leafs this season. Um, I think he overplayed his hand and he's has to deal with the uh, the cards that he was dealt. And I think we did pretty well with the money that he maybe was offered in the million dollar range. Like we got bunting. If we consider this a bunting for Galchenyuk trade, because came from Arizona, <laughs> if you consider it that way, that's a pretty damn good trade. Yeah, yeah. Even Akasha. Akasha is around a million, too. So it's like, oh, yep, that's fine. That would have been Galchenyuk's money. I, I'll take Kasha. Yeah. Especially as an RFA next year. So that's, that's pretty good. Okay, and then last thing on the games, Lilgren. Finally got his first NHL goal. I think he played 30, almost 40 games in the NHL over the past couple seasons, and he finally got a goal. It was a rocket. Kind of shaky in his own end at the (laughs) St. Louis game, but he hasn't Mm -hmm. played consistently in a while, so I'm not going to hold it against him just yet. However, I do want to talk about his position, and Craig kind of brought it up already, right-hand D. There is one big right-hand D on the market now. He is supposedly being shopped. John Klingberg by the Dallas Stars. John does want to stay in Dallas. He wants about eight times eight, give or take. And I don't think Dallas is willing to shell that out. They kind of got stung by 
um, Jamie Benn and oh. and uh, Sagan with some big money, long contracts, and they panned out early, but they're not panning out later. So I think Dallas might be taking a different approach for their contracts moving forward. I even read an article today. There's potential, or at least a good fit for Klingberg would be the Leafs. It, it, what do you guys think? Craig, go for it. You seem to be really passionate about the right-hand <laughs> D. Well, I think in, in terms of Leafs looking for a right-hand D, yes, they're a good fit. In terms of Leafs looking for a defensive defenseman, I don't think Klingberg would necessarily be the ideal fit for Toronto. If they can get him at the right price and they can get him at the, you know, a good trade, if they can get that contract down, what is it, what's he making right now? Four and a half or something? 4.25. Yeah. So if, and then he's a UFA. If they can bring that down half and if they're able to move out $2 million, let's say a haul in that trade. Sure. That sounds great. Um, he was definitely be an upgrade, but I don't think he is just the ideal piece. I think we're looking for someone who can really shut down in our own end and who can transition the puck well out of the zone. Now, we don't see a lot of Dallas games. From what I hear, though, that Klingberg is not necessarily the best guy in his own defensive zone. I think he's just another Riley or maybe a Barry. And I don't think we necessarily need another guy like that. I think we just need a Hall plus. Dan, what do you think? You want Klingberg? Nope, I'm good, thanks. Uh, as Craig said, if he was half the price, possibly. But we just don't have the money for him. Like, we have so many contracts coming up next year that we have to decide what to do. We're going to lose some good players. And I just don't think we should be investing in somebody right now that, you know, I was looking at his stats. He's got the same number of kind of blocks and hits as Matthews. And those are pretty different positions. So, like... Matthews need... does block a lot of shots, though, actually. He does. Um, but, well, I mean, I could have picked, like, who else do you want? Kasha. Like, he's got kind of the same kind of stats as him almost. So... I, I don't think we want him to fill out our defensive defensive side if that's not the role he's looking to play. Yeah. I want to go the other way. I want Klingberg. And I think that it addresses what Craig was talking about, that we do not have the depth on our defense to compete with some of these teams. And Klingberg is an elite defenseman. He was in previous years. Right now, he is struggling, and it could be kind of a contract thing. And he is an elite defenseman. Now, Craig did mention Klingberg for Hall. And Hall, is he's kind of in between. I think Hall wants to be more of an offensive defenseman, and he jumps up a lot, and he gets caught a lot. He's not as much of a defensive defenseman. Muzzin is the defensive defenseman. So I feel like if Hall went and <laughs> Klingberg took his spot on the right, so it would be Riley Brody, Muzzin, Klingberg, Sandine Lilgren, that feels a lot deeper right away. And I think it, it fills in a lot of the holes that, that Hall has. I'm pretty sure Klingberg is bigger. He's more experienced. He's, he's just more elite. If you saw him on NHL 22, he would probably have elite status. <laughs> so I think he'd be great. And I think for the price, 4.25, if you can get that down a little bit, sure, great. Okay. But also the ca cap shenanigans, I think they can make it work. They've been doing that all year. I don't see why they couldn't. But what's the price to get him? That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, what's it going to take to actually get something like that? Because we're talking about having salary retained, 
Um, he is a big player. He's going to be a rental because the Leafs aren't going to be able to re-sign him. Are the Leafs willing to pay the cost of what it takes to get Klingberg in this market of other teams? There's several teams that are going to be looking for his services. So he might be getting a bit of a bidding war. Now, is it worth spending maybe a second and a fourth or something to two, to a couple teams to get some salary retained? Or is that worth it? Or can we use that somewhere else? Or do we need to... Like, do we want to be trading away all these draft picks and prospects? Because it sounds like this is the the year. And if things don't go, go well this year, we're going to need those draft picks and you're going to, going to need those prospects. So I don't think I don't think the Leafs are in a position to be trading what Dallas, I think, will want for Klingberg. OK, let me sh- just throw out some stuff. And I know you <laughs> said maybe not, but. I, I'm also thinking about the return. So let's assume Hall is in this trade. And also let's assume Dallas is probably out of the playoffs. I, I think they're they're not going to be able to make a comeback. At this point, no. Yeah, it's going to be tricky. At this point. Yeah. Okay, so Hall for Klingberg straight up is probably not going to work for the Stars. What if it was Hall and a second? And that's it. What do you guys say about that? Just yes or no? Well, it won't happen. Okay, but yeah, just, but let's pretend you are Kyle Dubas and whatever his name is, Nil. And yeah. Yes, yes or no? If I were Jim Nil, I'd say no. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Dan? I, I'm going to say no also. As you said, we can't pay for him next year. But we're not. He's, he's a rental. He's UFA. Oh, oh okay, as a rental. Um, we're yeah, a second no, I, I'm Hall. still... No, I, I think I still uh, would rather see what, the, what else the Leafs could do. Okay. What if it was something like Klingberg and Holtby for Mrazek and a second or other stuff? We talked about this last week. Uh, Holtby looked nice, and Mrazek yeah. maybe is uh, attractive to the stars, because they're kind of out of goalies coming up here soon, and Ottinger is the future. They need someone to help. What do you guys think about that, Craig? See, I think uh, what Dallas is going to look out for something like that, they're looking at Mrazek, who's got a 3.4, whatever it is, million-dollar contract, and they're going to say, well, if we're giving you the best player in this trade in Klingberg, you better bring give us something back to be able to pay for this contract for the next two seasons. I think you'd be looking at something like Klingberg for, let's say, Win Holtby for Mrazek, and they're going to be asking for somebody like Sandine or Lilligren, or they might want Kerfoot, which maybe we can make work, but they're going to be asking for some sweeteners in that. And if they don't get sweeteners here, they're going to look at Florida, and they're going to say, well, you want a second pair of right D? What Can you top Toronto with their second pick? And he's going to look over at Boston, and then they're going to look at uh, Anaheim, you're gonna look like there. I think there's too many teams around the league that's looking for services of players like Klingberg that they're just not gonna be able to pay the price that they're gonna. It's gonna take to get them. <clears throat> Honestly, I don't, I don't think you're there's. Being, any- you're being too literal with this armchair GM, thing, <laughs> <laughs> Dan. What do you think, Mrazek for Holtby within the Klingbergness? So, so I'm gonna throw a little bit more at you. I'm gonna say okay. we give uh, Richie and a second. And Morazic. <laughs> and then we get Klingberg and uh, Holpe. Hey, that, 
That is something for the stars. Like it's not. It's nothing. not nothing. And Richie's a big player. He's a good player. He's just not having a good season. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Last one. I swear. I swear. Let's say Hall is still involved in this, and Nick Robertson, because <laughs> I want his brother Jason Robertson plays for Dallas. So does that mean kind of the Leafs are giving more now? So maybe we get a second back. Maybe we get a first back, something like that. Or maybe it's more likely that salary is retained, which maybe is probably the worst of those. What do you think about that? I think that's what it would take to get the salary retained. You're going to have to throw in a good yeah. prospect. for Because, you know, they're not a, a, well, they're a big market team, but they're not a high grossing team. So I don't think they're going to be wanting to take away, take back a lot of salary if they don't, mm-hmm. um, if we don't have to sweet, if we're not going to sweeten the pot. Um, now, I'd love to see a trade for them to throw in Pavelski. I think that is a guy that <laughs> it would help your team in the playoffs. Oh, big time. Oh, absolutely. Be, well, 50% of that retained is, is that's a big trade. Five, so yeah, that's huge. That's huge. It's a lot but of money, but that, that'd be good. Dan Robertson. No, I don't want to give up Robertson. I like I like the little we've seen him play a little bit, and um, you know I would rather give. Let's give Hutchison. We'll just like flood them with goalies. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Okay, funny. I say yes, John Klingberg. My compatriots say no. That's I that's w- okay. I think I would love him. I just think the reality to get him and is not going to happen. I just don't necessarily think he's the best guy. If Dubis went out today and got Klingberg. I would be ecstatic. I would be more than happy because yes. he's still an improvement on anything else we have. And very quick nice. thing. It's funny you're talking about Robertson. I was actually doing a quick little thought experiment today, looking at Leafs lines, whether or not if they traded some, some players, I won't go into that right now, but I had Robertson slot, slotted in on the line. I go, are we ever going to see this guy play again? Cause he can play about six games and he gets injured. So I don't know if it's something just with him or if he just has terrible luck but until i can actually see robertson play a full season in any league i'm not going to count him into leafs uh um into any sort of future for the leafs well that's why i was thinking the trade maybe yeah so it it seems attractive because his bros there so something like that i think he would be the kind of player that i'd be more than happy to toss into a trade it might come back to bite you but right now it's hard to say. I, I think he would be a good player to trade because he's got a lot of upside, but I just don't see him in the Leafs' future. Okay, last thing for the Leafs. We did this last week. I thought it was really cool. We did a little deep dive on Alexander Kerfoot. How about we do a deep dive on one of the other really, really hot players on the Leafs right now, Ilya Mikheyev. He's on some major point streaks. He's on fire. Our buddy Dan, he is loving him. Is one of his fave players. Dan, what do you got for me on Mikheyev? So, uh, yeah, Mikheyev's been great this year. Well, since coming back. So he played a little while in Russia, played for a lot of years, and the Leafs got him in 2019. He suffered that uh, really, you know, when I, I rewatched that, the uh, slash to the wrist, well, skate to the wrist today, and I remember when it happened, I didn't really think it was a big deal. And then you realize it caught an artery and everything oh. kind of changed. So he was out for, I think, the entire year and came Pretty back Pretty much for the, the entire season. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that was big. The one thing I really, I, I didn't know anything about this uh, until doing a little bit of reading today is Dubas's role when he was injured was incredible. Like Dubas oh, never left his side for the most part. He mm-hmm. made sure he got him onto every plane, like got him back to Toronto, got him into surgery. He cleared his schedule to be with him, which I don't know if a lot of people would do that at that level. So I thought that was really kind of cool of Dubas. It adds to my likability of Dubas. But anyway, back to Mikheyev. Um, So he's also one of uh, my favorite players because he got a soup contract by saying, <laughs> I like soup and I don't, why, don't know why you guys don't eat more of it. And then his agent was like, hey, I'm going to run with this and make you this wonderful contract. Now, of course, Have everyone s- realizes they've made an error because Jack Campbell's on the team, <laughs> but you can't He's the new negate soup. that. Yeah, exactly. So S- soup, uh, soup dog, actually soup dog. Have you guys actually seen the Mikheyev soup commercial? I have. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like, oh, yeah, de- mom, I'm definitely <laughs> taking down your recipe. Yeah, just like mom used to make opening a can of Campbell's soup. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty clever. I liked it. Yeah, but it's clever. But he's, you know, last year he, his shorthanded goal ability, which I think he did two in a row or it was two and then, you know, he didn't do it for a while, but it was really fun watching him and his speed on the ice is incredible. He is one of the faster players on the ice at any given game and his ability to break out away from the defense and uh, get an odd man rush or get a breakaway is really quite incredible. So I was sad, obviously, this year when he was injured again and he was going to be a while before he came back. But I've been thrilled since his return. A shorthand goal, a play, a power play goal, a, and a few assists in there. Like, he's just been on fire. And the crowning moment for me was when the TSN analysts actually started to talk really well about him. Like... It, it, They've talked about him a lot. Eh, they've talked about him interspersed between talking about the, the top four. But now they kind of focused on him for a game and really gave him some love and showed, you know, he's showing the kind of player he can be. So my hope, obviously, is we keep him next year, but it's going to be really expensive and probably not going to happen. So it's a bit of a bummer, but we'll see what happens with that. And McKay have played his 100th game in the NHL against St. Louis and had the best worst goal ever. <laughs> yeah. It was like the weirdest angle. Wasn't that crazy? No, shouldn't have gone in, but thank the Lord it did. Three feet behind that, the red line. That's kind of like yeah. the comp goal when they uh, beat Chicago that one game when they, again, had a lead and they blew it and comp scored in the last, you know, what was it, a couple minutes of the game with that weird bounce that never should have gone in. Sometimes the Leafs are just getting some good luck. Like we were talking ages ago about the Leafs just not getting the bounces. It seems like every once in a while, they're, the hockey gods seem to be on their side. Getting those bounces. Getting those bounces. Awesome. Thanks, Dan, for that little deep dive on Mikheyev. Uh Hasn't been in the league super, super long, but uh, yeah. yeah. Craig, any thoughts on Mikheyev? Sorry, I skipped over you. No, no. I, I'm just glad to see that he is getting his confidence back because when he first came into the league, we were expecting some really big things. He had the one injury, then he had another injury, then he had COVID protocol. And it's just been like, there was a shutdown at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, he came back from the injury just for that bubble playoffs. I remember he scored in the 
like the exhibition game coming back. First goal of that kind of warm up exhibition, Mikheyev scores and we're like, all right, he's back. We've got him. And then he pretty much did nothing for that entire round in the playoffs. But I'm just really glad to see that he seems to be living up to the potential. He's always had a good defensive side to his game. He's always been a good four checker, but it's nice to see that he's able to actually put some goals in the net. Nice. Nice. Okay. Last thing. All-star rosters were announced. Fart. That's all I got for that. Like, <laughs> what hey, are we, we got doing Jack here, Campbell. folks? Jack Campbell's going to the, play, uh, the all-star game. It's not a huge fart. Oh, damn right he is. He's the best goalie in the league, basically. Yeah. Probably. Pretty close. Uh, I'm not upset with the, the Leafs that are going. Like, Matthews and Campbell, that's great. Uh, so many snubs out there, and players that, like, Maybe shouldn't be going. Like, come on, come on. And and I think it all comes down to, and what it all comes down to is, um, you don't have to send a player from every team. Would you guys agree with that? Yep. I think it's an all star game. I don't think it's a everybody gets a ribbon game. The all representative game, I think, is what uh, McKinnon called it. But yeah. I, I, I have two minds of that. No, I don't love that every team just has a player there you know doesn't matter how well they're doing like i saw that they're saying nick suzuki's going he is 159th in scoring in the league when nazan kadri who's fourth is not uh but at the same time yet he he will go yeah well as long as he gets in that fan voting but if i if me and my 700 uh, alter egos don't get john Tavares in, i don't know what my time was spent for No, but, but it's, uh, Central Division versus Atlantic. Oh, that is a good point. There's yeah. one last man okay, in for each. I guess uh, everybody division. go and vote for Nazim Kadri for the last man in. We can allow him to in be terms in terms of the last man in for that, like Kessel, Jones, Kadri, Jason Robinson, Ryan Hartman, Yossi, I think is the only one that might give him, you know, competition. Smash Robert Thomas and Shifley. Yeah. Like it's 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 Kadri. It's got to be. It's got to be Kadri. Yeah. But I, I but then at the same time, having teams like Montreal who are, you know, garbage this season and not sending somebody, you're losing out on a large amount of fans that aren't going to be watching that game by not having someone from every team going. Now, some teams like, sure, if they don't send Clayton Keller from Arizona, how many people aren't going to be watching that game? Six. But by not sending someone from every team, you might be alienating some fan bases. I don't know. I know they're trying to get parity in the league, but at the same time, looking at something like that, I think the problem is the th- is the three on three. There just doesn't seem to be as many players going to the All Star game anymore. That's true. That's true. But like, why can't the players just go for fun, but not like be on the team? Just be there, well, like that- hanging out. Maybe they're wearing their jersey, doing interviews and stuff. Like, yeah, like the NBA All Star game, or at least at the skills competition. Anybody who wants to join can go. You want to be in the dunk competition? Okay, go and be in the dunk competition. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So, yeah, that's the thing. Like, like you might have some guys who are really good athletes who can do some of these fun skills, but may not be the guy that's going to be the All Star game. Let them be at the All Star. Let them be on skills competition. Show off their what they can do. Who's it hurting? It's it's just for kids, anyways. Yeah, I would like to see Mikhaev do the fastest skate. Just see oh, where God, he ranks. Yeah. I don't think he's going to come first, but just to see where he ranks, you know. I, th- I think he could. I think he you could. think he could take it? That'd be great. I think he could. 
The um, Leafs geez. used to do an all Leaf skills competition every year. Um, have all the players basically do all those the harder shot, faster skater, all that kind of stuff. And I wish they'd bring that back again because that was really interesting to see how the guys stack up in these kind of competitions. Other than just you know, we're not going to see David Kampf do the hardest shot because that's just not what he does on the ice. But I love to see him in these uh, you know play those games. That'd be so much fun as a preseason thing. Oh yeah, yeah oh, that that'd would be, be so neat. cool. Like, come on, we just gave the NHL the coolest idea. So you, you know no. what really grinds my gears about this uh, All Star roster though? What? Anderson's going. Oh, of course. It just makes me so sad, almost angry that he, he went for the Leafs in the past as well, Leafs. though. Not in the last few yeah. years, did he? Not no, last, a couple years not ago, the last though. Few, no. no, yeah, like three. Well, because he's been, been garbage in the last year. couple okay. seasons. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But to see I'm him sorry, back on the All Star roster, like, he, damn. Yeah. Um, I think Jason Spezza had a great idea for the uh, skills competition. Um, I think Jason Spezza has a great future ahead of him when he's done. Being a player, he seems like a really smart guy, but he was saying for the skills competition, why not film it a day before? Because it doesn't matter for the people in, in the stands, like just go whenever, but actually record it, cut out all the crap in between, cut out the three hours of floods, cut out the setting up things and put in, you know, make it an hour and a half concise, really good, fun to watch skills competition you know, with some talking heads, some different interviews interspersed within it, but actually make it a production value. Because the problem is now we enjoy watching the all-star game and the skills competition, but there's so much downtime that you're just sitting there waiting, going, okay, so how long is it going to take them to set up the screenshot thing that's going to break after one shot? Yeah. Like yeah. if something goes wrong, then just don't include it or cut out the five hours when you're trying to fix the screen that's not taking the shots. But I think the NHL can just really step up their game when it comes to the actual production value of these all-star games. And that will be a long way to getting people actually caring about it. And then, then maybe we can worry about the, the rosters from there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Some really good ideas. You got some great ideas tonight, Craig. You're a smart guy. Okay. Let's get to our last segment. Let's make a bet. Last week, Craig won the bet because Dan and I had too much faith in our goaltenders. Good Even I Lord. Did. And or our defense. Really, Not sure which. Really, nobody <laughs> oh, yes, won. That's right. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Craig gets a couple bucks. Dan has a bet for us this week. Go for it. Okay, so uh, the games that we're going to be seeing are against New York uh, Rangers and the Nylanders. So how many full-size cheesesteaks will they be eating during that road trip? No, um, I want to look <laughs> that, at... That's in, isn't that Philadelphia? Well, that's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, so I want to look at total points. Not just goals, not just assists, but how many total points do you guys think the Leafs will rack up in two games? Hmm. Interesting. So you got to think about the goals and then think about how many assists there could be per goal. So... Yeah. Now the times goals by 2.3, roughly, because most goals will have at least one assist, maybe two. You'll have someone assisted. I don't know. I'll say there'll be six goals times two point, let's say 13, 14, 14 points. Craig's going 14. Cool. Math with feelings. Remember, that's my thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. What kind of math are you doing, Craig? Uh, <laughs> addition and division. 
<laughs> what the hell? <laughs> hey, you asked. That's you, yeah, that's true. You're a math true. teacher, not a communications uh, teacher. That's just yep, yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, what am I gonna say here? What did you say? Three goals each? My god. That's intense. Well, I guess they have been barner burners recently. And then no, but they're coming up against two good goaltender teams. I'm gonna go ten. Ten. Okay, I like it. So I'm again kind of screwed here. But um I I'm kind of thinking we're gonna see a lot of goals against the Islanders and then not so many against the Rangers, just given you know how they're playing this year. So I'm gonna go with fifteen. And I think we're gonna see more goals against the Islanders than we think. Oh, cool. I get that nice little middle range now with the thirteen. Yeah, I'm not and taking 14. the middle. The middle's the worst. <laughs> You I get, get a 13, very small range. I get Craig. 13 to 14. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My lord. All right. You guys good to go? Good to go, buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right. That was our very special Leafs fans and Hostile Lands podcast with the huge reveal that I am about to have no life in six months and will be taking a long hiatus from everything that I love and switching all that love to a small human. And keeping it alive. Jeez, it seems like we're heading toward the the Craig Shaw show with Craig Shaw featuring Craig Shaw, produced by (laughs) Craig Shaw. (laughs) Pretty much. I would listen. I I would totally listen to that. Yeah, you know, Kyle. I might be the only one, but. (laughs) Kyle, if you can get a refund on the uh, golf clubs, you should just look into that. (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm going to need those golf. Have you seen the, the Tiger Woods documentary? Tiger Woods got really good at golf because his dad sat him down in front of him when he was a child and he swung the club and the child was just like, I can do that. And he turned into Tiger Woods. So that's what's going to happen at a very young age. Come on. All right. Sounds good, buddy. <laughs> Dan's like, yeah, you keep telling yourself that, man. <laughs> you work on that. <laughs> I, I think okay. the, the best thing you can teach your child is to obey the uh, Android overlords. And I think that's that, right. that's that right. will get you farther than anything else. <laughs> and, and teach your Mandarin. Overlords in Mandarin. If you can do those two things, they're set for life. Yeah. Uh, Go, Leafs, go! Go, Leafs, go! Go, Leafs, go! He's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm fucking hungry. (laughs) 